This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Pat Boone, ladies and gentlemen, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing fine. Yeah, you sound wide awake there, Pat. You're ready to go, baby. Pat, how long do you have? Now, how long do we have? Do we have? We, we have eight minutes. Yeah. Oh, we do have the yeah. full eight minutes. I wanted to make sure that uh, you know. Ever since I saw your name on on the list, I've been sitting here singing April Love. So thanks a lot for that, Pat. Uh, boy, is it like this? April Love is for the very young. Sort of like that. No, it wasn't anywhere near that good when I was doing it. <laughs> so there you have it. Ladies and gentlemen, Pat Boone. His new album is called Grits, kicking off 70th anniversary in show business with Grits and a major country vinyl project to follow with legacy artists in August. Raised in Nashville. I, I did not know that. Raised in Nashville, youngest host on in, uh, on network TV. Oh, boy. I didn't know I'm that. One of the few entertainers that actually grew up in Nashville. Dinah Shore and I, I think, are the only ones. I love but that. yeah, I'm a homeboy and a grist eater from way back. You know, Pat, I got to be honest with you. When I, I was a little boy growing up, uh, and, and you would come on the radio back then, and my mother and my sisters, I have two older sisters, and I had to hear pretty much every other day about how wonderful you were. I just want to point that out. <laughs> well, you know, that keeps coming back to me, and it's absolutely. <laughs> thrills my soul because I was just a young kid not hardly knowing what in the heck was going on and I was recording these rhythm and blues songs and and not imitating Little Richard or Fast Domino but trying right. to capture the excitement but then I went on to do love ballads and movie themes and like you said April Love and Love Letters in the Sand and it just kept going for over four years without ever being off a chart I was on all the charts for four and a half years that's a record I hold in the record business, which hardly anybody knows. Elton John came close, closer, uh, closest, uh, with 157 weeks, I think it was. But, you know, when Elvis followed me just uh, six months after my first hit record, um, he, three years later, he went to the Army. He wasn't recording anymore. Yeah. And in the, 60, in the 60s, and after about three years, the Beatles just started putting out albums. And so I kept on with my hit singles for uh, almost four and a half years. That first time when I picked up a billboard or a cash box magazine and didn't find one of my records there, I almost got the bins. I thought, wait a minute, what's happened? <laughs> I mean, it was, so, it was so incredible. It was miraculous. In fact, I think it was a God thing. It really was. I got to tell you, honest to God, Pat, or Mr. Boone. What, y'all can be called Mr. Boone or Pat. You called me Pat, please. I will call you Pat, definitely. You did Pat. a lot for what was then called race music back in the day, and people don't, yeah. don't even know that. But when you released Tootie Fruity, that introduced a lot of people to rhythm and blues music. It sure did. In fact, Little Richard, uh, yeah, Little Richard and Fat, they both have on tape, I have the tapes of them saying, you know, we made more money from Pat Boone's versions of our songs than from our own. <laughs> because particularly, particularly in Fat's case, he wrote the song, Ain't That a Shame, and, uh, and published it. And he got something like an 8% royalty for every one of my records. I was only getting 3%. Oh. <laughs> and, Ooh, and they were crossing over into pop music. And, and then I would have them on my TV shows and sing with them. And so, you know, there was a symbiotic relationship that was good for them, and their music was good for me. 
Oh, there's no question about it, ladies and gentlemen. Pat Boone, our very special guest singer, actor, composer. He was a successful pop singer in the United States during the 1950s and early 1960s. Sold more than 45 million records, 38 top 40 hits, appeared in more than 12 Hollywood films. And now, of course, Pat Boone with us to talk about Grits, the new album. And by the way, some of the names on this album, I love it, Pat. Great choices. Well, the album, yes, it's a whole bunch of... uh... Of, of amazing country classics that I think, I think, Tom, we may be in position to have a country album of the year because there's never been an album with 25 hits on them by one artist. However, it was me recording songs that were Hank Williams songs and Eddie Arnold songs and George Jones songs, Tennessee Waltz, Patty Page. But my versions of all those songs recorded through the years, we put together this album of 25 of the country songs everybody wants. Mm-hmm. They like country music. And it's me recording all of them, but then Grits is right in the middle. And uh, and, and I think it's, it's going to be 26. I think it's going to be, from all indications, it's getting huge re- re- downloads and streams on Spotify and so on, with, you know, the way that you market records now. And uh, it looks looks like it's going to be a big hit. We're going to be going to Nashville next week to make two videos with some of the people that are on the record, including Roger Miller's son Dean. Oh yeah, who told me he thought he thought his dad could have written this song "Grits, Grits, Grits," bestest food there is. Country <laughs> caviar. The, the, the definition that came to me of grits: country caviar, Tennessee foie gras. I mean, rhyming with those elite foods, uh, uh, and, and just you know, in that country, country lick song, and it looks like it's taken off. I think it's a wonderful thing, Pat. I do have to tell you that um, my mother would be overjoyed what you just did. My mother was a huge fan of yours. Uh, she's not been with us for about 15 years now, but I guarantee you, if there is a heaven, my mother's in heaven going, did you hear that? Pat Boone just called my son by his first name. She'd be very excited about that. Let me guarantee you there is a heaven. I know my wife is there. Oh, that's wonderful. Red Foley's daughter, the country legend. Sure. I married his daughter, and uh, she's there waiting for me in a mansion uh, made for us, and I bet your mom may be in the same neighborhood. She's <laughs> probably knocking on the door right now, Pat. As a matter of I'll fact. bet you they're already having tea, yeah. <laughs> what a great thrill to I hope they have grits in heaven. <laughs> I will go, oh God, they better have grits in heaven, little buttered grits. I mean, I'm sorry, but that's that's yeah. what it's all about. Pat, thank you so much for being with us this morning. And I'm telling you, honest to God, when I was a little boy, my mother... You heard Pat Boone all the time. She loved your TV shows, listened to music. So I have been a big fan since I was about four years old, brother. So I'll continue to be a huge fan. Thank you. Well, dude, please do. And uh, and happy grits. <laughs> happy grits to you, Mr. Boone. Thank you. Have a good day, sir. Yeah. God, I'm, I'm not kidding you. You guys, I mean, it's a different generation. Yeah. But my mother thought Pat Boone, oh, he's a very handsome man, too. Was That's the, the other end part. All, oh. beyond. Pat Boone and Elvis Presley. Oh, that's so cool. What a cool interview. That was great. Pat, was, Pat Boone called you dude. I know, he called How me dude. How great is that? <laughs> that's what I'm talking about. That's why I love this job. It was so, that was such a sweet interview. My mother's at his wife's house. They're hanging out. She hears uh, Pat Boone calling me Tom, so she's all excited. And then we move on with the other great stuff. I mean, it's just, 
I do. That's one thing. I love this job because that very thing, because you meet people you would never have had a chance to meet. Because I've never talked to Pat Boone before. Yeah. You would think I would have over the years, mm-hmm. and, you know, being in the business, all, but I've never talked to him before. I had heard, though, what a nice man he is. He seems so sweet. He really does. Yeah, when I was, we were trying to get him on the phone right away, right. and I said, he got on the phone, I, you know, they said, hey, here's Pat, and I said, oh, Mr. Boone, how are you? And he said, I'm good, how are you? And I said, well, I'm, I'm Rudy, I'm the producer of the show, we'll bring you up here in about 30 seconds, and he goes, great, I'll take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> So funny. What is that? He's in some kind of medication commercial right now. What you see him on TV a lot. I don't know. Mm, I don't know. What the hell is it? It's, what is the... I can't remember. It's like... I keep thinking grease relief, but that's a spray thing on your stove, isn't it? Grease release? Maybe it's something relief. Relief yeah, factor. Yeah, you're right. Uh, pain relief, something or another, just popped up. Pain relief. The relief factor, I think, is what Break it's called. Break free from the everyday aches and pain relief factor is 100% drug-free. See? Yeah. Pat Boone, not a drug dealer. Relief factor. <laughs> it is relief factor. Okay. Very, very good. No, seriously, the, for a lot of people, I'm sure there are people out listening right now who've never even heard of Pat Boone because I was like my mother's generation. Um. But he was in my life from the time I can, as far as back as I can remember, two years old. Yeah. Pat Boone was singing in the house, I'll tell you Mm -hmm. that. He and Elvis Presley, and then the country stuff. My mother thought Hank Williams was like the greatest thing ever born. I mean, that's a huge impact on your life. I mean, that name, yeah. Yeah. And like the fact that your mom loved them and that you just casually on a Friday get to talk to them. It's just so cool. That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly what I meant by this. I love this job for many, many, many different reasons, but that's one. What a thrill to talk to Pat Boone. Like I said, maybe most of our listeners don't even know who he is. Because it's been that long ago, but when you grow up with the man singing in your house, you're going to remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like the name transcends, because when I, I saw his so, name yeah. come across the emails, I was like, ooh, we got to get Pat Boone. Got to get Pat yeah, Boone. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm glad you pointed that out, because, mm-hmm. I mean, you're quite a bit younger than I am, and, and I was a baby hearing him. So, um, yeah, it's great to hear that you, mm-hmm. knew, that, that you knew him. Hell of a nice man, I thought. I was very, very impressed with him. Right? Yeah. It was perfect. Perfect. It was. It was fun to hear him, I and you guys were, were perfect. You guys were sweet together. It was a great interview. You know, I, and again, once again, we don't have a whole lot of a hole interviews on this show so no. far. No, I don't think anybody's been a jackass yet, have they? No. Not that I can remember, anyway. No, I it, th- yeah, we've had a great run. We have such fun people on the show. It's just a different vibe. Yeah, I would have to agree with you on that one. No question. We were just going through some of the five random facts for Friday. Uh, while you were on the phone with Pat Boone, um, Emmanuel Macron in Chinese translates to horse overcomes dragon. Did you know that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, obviously it's common knowledge, yeah, sure, but true. you know, I mean, I'm, glad I'm glad you told the masses because yeah, they yeah, might yeah. not know. But um, Britney Spears is an anagram for what religion? Her name is an anagram for a religion. You know what it is? Mm. I could never guess what oh, this okay, is. Okay, then no, I won't guess if you weren't. Any idea? Oh, so BCN? I'm not sure. Britney Spears is an anagram for Presbyterians. Oh, I would have never guessed <laughs> oh, that. No, no uh. way. Would you guess that? And no that's, way. That's her actual name. Yeah, I would have said Baptist. Britney Spears, Brit- Baptist. Ba- yeah. Close. Moving things around. Yeah. 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 She's not Presbyterian, though. She was raised Baptist, so there you go. Mm-hmm. 
uh, and dabbled in Kab- uh, Kabbalah as an adult. Kabbalah is that, uh, what the hell's her name, that fraud? Madonna? Madonna, yeah. Mm. She was involved in that too, wasn't she? I think so. What is Kabbalah? Does anybody know? I have know? no idea. Mm. Got no show. Sounds expensive. It's, yeah, it sounds like a <laughs> Middle Eastern version of Scientology. Right? Yeah, I think that might be right. I think you're right about that. A Jewish Kabbalah is a set of esoteric teachings meant to explain the relationship between the unchanging eternal God. If you've never met him, how would you know? That's a great question. I've never understood that. I know what God's all about. Well, how do you? You talk to him? Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying there's not a God. I hope there is a God. I don't know if there is or not. I hope yeah. there is. But, but you know what God thinks, do you? Really? Get, they got to the bottom of it. You're welcome. So how does that happen that you know what God's thinking at this particular moment? I mean... <laughs> You're asking the wrong person. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I saw a guy in Disney with a shirt on that said, I found God. He was hiding behind the couch. Now, see? There you go. Mm-hmm. Good place to find him right there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the fourth president of the United States, James Madison, and the 12th president, Zachary Taylor, were second cousins. That makes them closer than Teddy Roosevelt and Franklin Roosevelt, who were fifth. Well, oh, I didn't know Teddy was his fifth cousin. Hmm. That's impressive. That. You got, like, presidency in your blood. Yeah, how many you got? I got to double check. I'm going to double check today yeah, and you see probably how should. many I have. Can you imagine any one of my brothers being president no. of the United States? <laughs> no. Uh, could you imagine the clips they would play? Like, this is his brother. Oh, this is yeah. President Bernard and his brother, Tom. We found these clips. Oh, it would be hilarious. That would not go over well, would it? This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Guys, I want to let you know about acoustic wave therapy protocol provided by my new sponsor, Twin Cities Premier Health. It's a non-invasive, non-surgical, highly effective science-based procedure that creates an increase in blood flow and helps create new blood vessels by treating the root cause of most erectile dysfunction. Unlike using a pill to create a pharmaceutically induced erection, they treat the root cause of the problem. Age-related erectile dysfunction is most commonly caused by a buildup of plaque in the arteries that supply blood to the erectile tissue. Reach out to Twin Cities Premier Health like I did and right now receive this special offer, a free treatment and a free consultation when you book today. That is valued at $800. 952-395-4346. That's my unique phone number 952-395-4346 for their office or go to TwinCitiesPremierHealth.com and please be sure to tell them that Tom Bernard sent you. Hi, I'm Mike Bryant and I'm driving my car safely and legally communicating on my phone. Minnesota law allows a driver to use their cell phone to make calls, text, listen to music or podcasts and get directions by voice command or single touch activation without holding your phone. Violations are very expensive. The National Safety Council reports that cell phone use while driving leads to 1.6 million crashes per year and nearly 400,000 injuries are caused by texting and driving. Not surprising, since four seconds with your eyes off the road is like driving the length of a football field blindfolded. And research shows that just two seconds increases the risk of an accident up to 24 times. Texting may only take a second, but it can end your life or ruin it forever. Please, Drive safely and stay alive. Find Bradshaw and Bryant, personal injury attorneys at minnesotapersonalinjury.com. Bradshaw and Bryant. Uh, hi, Tom Bernard, my friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location just off Interstate 94. I'd like to extend a special offer going on now through the end of July. It's for all of our Tom Bernard Morning Show listeners. When you visit their Albertville location, mention that you heard me, Tommy B., 
Tell you, I'll tell you about this July-only savings opportunity on travel trailers, pickup campers. Now, you must be a qualified buyer, but here's the really, really good news. Receive up to $5,000 off the advertised price on all their new in-stock inventory. As always, terms and conditions do apply. Brands include Rockwood by Forest River, Arctic Fox by Northwood Manufacturing, Cirrus by New Camp, and more. Now is a real good time to buy and take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You can't just sit around. See my guys and gals at Niemeyer's in Albertville or peruse their current inventory at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. Niemeyer's.com, up to five grand off. Yes, I did say five grand off. Sales event ends July 31st. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. Ladies and gentlemen, the lovely and talented Chris Eggert with us. How you doing, sir? Hey, good morning. How are you guys? Magnificent. So what are you, in jail or what happened? Uh, I'm in the mobile news gathering unit right now. Mobile news gathering unit? Mm-hmm. So where, what are you gathering? <laughs> I'm gathering nothing. I'm gathering miles between here and Milwaukee. <laughs> Why are you going to Milwaukee? I love Milwaukee. Uh, daughter's got a basketball tournament this weekend, and oh. uh, they start they start playing this afternoon. So we're she's skipping school, I'm skipping work, and uh, we're taking a little road trip. Telling you again, Chris, and I'm very serious. When you get to Milwaukee, go to the Performing Arts Center and Arts Performing Center. One is a uh, like a classical dance outfit, and the other one's a strip club. Oh, uh, I I would be into. Oh, both of those things, yes. Yeah, <laughs> well, there you go. That's true. I don't know if it's still around. It might not even be around, but when I spent a lot of time in Milwaukee, uh, Arts Performing Center, instead of the Performing Arts, it was Arts Performing Center, and it was a strip club. It's like, very clever, very clever. Yeah, there are no dummies over there, that's for sure. Indeed. So, you know what's so great to hear, taking, uh, taking a day off from work to head out and support your daughter? Man, we need more of that in the world now. I love supporting my family, my, my kids, my grandkids, all the rest of it. Don't, I, don't you love that, supporting your family? Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you. The, the sports thing is, it's a lot of work. You're traveling all, but I wouldn't change one bit of it. Right. The time you get behind the windshield with the kids is, uh, it's, man, it, it's priceless time. And she's practicing driving, too, so uh, she's going to log all kinds of hours on the way over there, too. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, you know, the thing, and we've talked about this before, whether it's Rudy or Brittany or me or whatever, now Rudy and I 
deal pretty well with it. Uh, I know that Brittany's trying to get rid of her baby already because she's sick of being a mother. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) That's it. I'm a monster. Isn't it the greatest having a baby? It's the best. Oh, my God. That's all. Like, when we were in Florida, that's all I did was take pictures of her. Baby. Oh, God. I'm just obsessed with her. It's so fun that you're going to Milwaukee for your daughter. How fun is that? Yep. Yeah, the only bummer is I think we're staying out in the suburbs and our games are like downtown, which makes which makes zero sense to me. Um, so I'm guessing we're going to be spending a lot of time in the car, which is super annoying, but I, whatever. It'll be fine. God, I was trying to think of some restaurants to recommend to you, but it's been a long time since I've probably not been in Milwaukee in, I guess, 20 years. I bet you it's been. I don't know if I – I think I might have told you this story before, but I, I interviewed for a job in Milwaukee – I suppose it's been probably 15, 20 years ago now. And, uh, oh, it's, it's probably 20 years ago now. And I thought it was so cool because they were still smoking in restaurants when I was there for the job interview. <laughs> oh, my God. That's terrible. <laughs> that is terrible. I was, like, I was in this place with wood paneling and, you know, lots of guys with mustaches who looked like Mike Ditka. Everyone's smoking cigarettes, and I'm like, oh, man, this is a great town. I want to live here. But uh, I didn't end up taking the job, but that's okay. I don't know if you know this or not, but three out of four doctors recommend a certain kind of cigarette. I don't know if you know that or not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yes? What kind is that? God, who did? Was it Cam? It wasn't Camels. Maybe it was Winston. Winston. Was it yeah, Winston? Yeah. And then uh, right after that is when the Flintstones came out with oh, their right. their commercials for the for Winston cigarettes, as they should. Right. <laughs> Bonnie, <laughs> let's go out and have a heater. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> you know my Peace, right? my uncle. My uncle used to run a a couple different smoke shops in Milwaukee. Oh. Called Edward Smoke Shops, and I remember when. I was I was 18. We weren't 21 yet, but a, a bunch of uh, the boys and I took a road trip and we headed over to Milwaukee. And uh, we went to the smoke shop and bought a bunch of cigars because that's basically all we could do. We couldn't drink then legally. And um, man, do we have the most fun <laughs> enjoying my uncle's smoke shop in Milwaukee uh, without oh, yeah. alcohol. Because we weren't old enough, and we would never drink. I was going to say he's uh, right next to age. he's right next to his daughter. He's <laughs> right next to his daughter, and he's saying all the right things. She knows. Yeah, she knows. she's a smart one. Well behaved. Yes. Yep. You're trying to you're trying to tell me you're well behaved. Is that what you just said? Absolutely. Always follow the rules. Follow the laws. Uh, live a model life, Tom, just like you. Yeah, oh, absolutely. There's no question about it. I have not committed a felony in a long time. And at least a week. At least a week. That's exactly right. You know, I, Does anybody go? Oh, go ahead, Tom. I just want to say very quickly, I'm very envious of your, your situation traveling to watch your daughter perform. Uh, it's just, it's a dream come true, man. Yeah, I, it's going to suck. Our guy graduates this year, and we're not going to have this as much. And, yeah. uh, but... I'm uh, I'm here for every minute of it. So, is anybody going to the, any of the games tonight? Uh, I was supposed to go to the hockey game tonight, but it turns out I cannot do that. The Twins game it'd be too cold for me to be outside when it's 40 degrees. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I, I was I was supposed to go see, see the Wild tonight, but I'm, I'm now I can't do it because I made prior commitments I for, had forgotten about. But uh, and you were going to go to the Timberwolves game, but they didn't pay you enough. Exactly, you'd have to come up with a huge <laughs> check for that one. Are you are you a Timberwolves hater, Tom? 
No, I just think all NBA players, except for about five, are the biggest pricks I've ever met in my life. God, they're arrogant. It's amazing. Well, it's such a different vibe because it's such a small team, right? Like a football team has 60 different guys on it, probably even more than that. A basketball team is such a – it's a smaller squad, and most of these guys have been treated like gods even starting in high school, right? So, I, yeah, I definitely get it. It's a whole different vibe, that's for sure. It is. I, I did – I, I still do love college basketball. I like college basketball a lot. Uh, not right now with your Gophers because they're horrendous. But uh, they yeah. got, they got to make a move there. There's no doubt about it. Yeah, well, I think the, I think the girls' program is pretty excited about the coach that they hired, too. A uh, gal who used to be at the University of South Dakota and mm-hmm. had a, a very, very um, good reputation. And um, she's already recruiting people uh, all over the Midwest. And so, I mean, she got she got here and got to the, you know, hit the ground running. So I think the girls' program is definitely going to see a boost from her, from what I can tell, because she knows all the kids and she knows how to recruit here. And you know, I think, you know, Lindsay was a great player and and probably a good coach. But I, from what I've read, she was behind the eight ball on the recruiting piece a little bit because that's that's something she just wasn't accustomed to doing, and that's that's a huge part of it. You know, I used to live in Golden Valley. She was my neighbor, but I never even saw her, much less met her. Yeah, I've never heard a bad thing about her. No, um, no. Nope. I've, I've never met her. I mean, I know she's a, she seems like a pretty plain-spoken Minnesota person, and, mm-hmm. you know, she never never came across as pretentious, just a really hard-working person. And, um, yeah, it's a bummer the way things kind of played out for her there, given her, you know, such a, such a great reputation in this state and, and such a winning, you know, she just, she won. That's all she did was win. Unfortunately, she couldn't do it as a coach, but. Indeed. You know, going, looking back at that neighborhood now that I had, uh, Lindsay Whalen was in the neighborhood, Skip Humphrey, uh, Al Jefferson, who by the way, was a nice guy, played in the NBA. I didn't really know him, talked to him a couple of times, very, very pleasant guy. Yeah. And then one of your news anchors from number five, a female news anchor, lived in that neighborhood, too. Well, that would be Leah McClain, I would you guess, You got right? it. That's exactly who it is. Yep. She's very pleasant, too. I mean, yep, none of them would plays. hang out with me, don't get me wrong, but... Oh, stop. They're just waiting for the invite, man. Trust me. I'm waiting for that invite, too. All right. Oh, you are? Okay. Well, we are going yep. to, and I want you. I definitely want you to come to this and bring, bring your wife or whomever you'd like, uh, but... Uh, we, in the summertime or the spring, late spring and early summer, my neighbors and I, there's about anywhere from 10 to 15 of us that get together. We open some wine for them. They sit around in schmooze. We laugh and joke, have a great time. And I want to have a uh, Tom Bernard show kind of cast, meeting all the neighbors. And I'd love you to come to that. That'd be wonderful. Oh, fun. I'm in. I'm in. And I, I texted you last night. I got a couple new people on the, uh, on the podcast. Who uh, <laughs> I was at Ike's having a drink, I waiting saw to pick that. up my daughter. Thank you. Um, I was trying to uh, wait to pick her up from track practice, and got to chatting with these couple of guys, and we started talking about radio and whatnot. And they're like, "Well, you know, Tom's not in there, not on the air anymore." And I'm like, "Oh, yes, he is." And then they they both were kind of phone illiterate, so I had to pull up the <laughs> app store. <laughs> 
So I'm, I'm sitting there, I pulling up the app store, downloading the podcast for them and getting them all set up. Well, so uh, that's, 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 that's two. Yep, we got two. Yeah, you told me they're buddies of Jimmy Hayes, huh? Yeah, yep. Um, I think, well, I think they worked for Hayes. So what was the, the way that it was explained to me. Oh, but, okay, okay. Yeah. Well, that's nice of you um, to do that. You know, because to tell you the truth, what would you guys guess, both of you here in studio, what do you think, maybe about 8% of the people know that this show even exists right now? Yeah, it's it's definitely, it's fun to talk about it with people, and then I usually yeah. put their app on. I, I do what Chris does. I go, just give me your phone. Give me your phone. <laughs> and I put their app on the phone, mm-hmm. and it works out perfectly. Rudy, you're not answering? Oh, no, I'm sorry. I was just letting Chris, uh, no, but yeah, that happens a lot. It, uh... In fact, last night I had to. Well, I, there was a guy at my show last night who's a big fan of the show. His name is Tim, and he said, uh, "He said, yeah." He goes, uh, "My buddy, I brought my buddy Rick with me." I was like, "Well, hey man, give me that phone." I was like, "He's like, you listen." It's like, "No," I was like, yeah, "Give me that phone." So I just grabbed it and downloaded, his, downloaded the app right to his phone. I was like, "Here you go, man." I bet I've done that five hundred times over the last probably two and a half I months. I know, right? Just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just don't. Yeah, I'm not even gonna mess with it. Just go ahead and give me your phone. I'm not gonna explain it. I will just bring it up. Here's the app. I'll put it, and I always move it to their home screen. Yeah, Wherever yeah. I see their social oh, media, I move it over right next to where their oh. Facebook and their Instagram is Good because move. those are the two that they go to the, the most. So, so look at this. It's all about placement. Mm-hmm. It's all about placement. True that. The look at what we did in the last week. Chris is out there. Rudy's out there. You're out there. I was flying in. Got four new listeners on the airplane. See? So that was good. Mm-hmm. You know, just get, yeah, because that's the number one thing with the show now is a lot of people still don't know that it's in place and all the rest of it. So we'll have to get out there and uh, keep doing what we're doing, man. Well, I know these guys saw the billboard, so they knew it was they knew it was a thing. But I mean, the one guy he just admitted he goes, "I don't, I don't know how to do these podcasts." And I kind of looked at him and I said, "Listen, it's not hard. Trust me." No, yeah. I think it's he, difficult. You know, it was just a mental block of like the idea of having to. Like it was some big ordeal to yeah. download the, the podcast, and then you know, 15 seconds later, he's like, "Oh, well, that's no big deal." And I'm like, "Nope, not not a big deal at all." So, okay. Anyway, we're Chris. I have a present. Ahead. I have a present for you, and more importantly, your daughter, because she had to suffer through you going through an interview. <laughs> um, yeah. So this is for you and your daughter. We got a message on the app from Howard, and he gave me the address of a Krispy Kreme that's right outside of Milwaukee. It's, I looked at your route. It's exactly there. I'm going to send you the address. <laughs> I'll text you the address, and you just click on that, and you guys are going to stop okay. at Krispy Kreme. It's not, I'm not going to pay for it, but I just feel like that is a gift that I will give yeah. you and her yep. uh, for her having to also be here while listening to you on air. Do, do you want me to bring you Krispy Kreme on Monday? Is that what I'm hearing? No, oh, no, no, no. Yeah, baby. No, I just want you. I just feel like she's earned it. She has earned it. <laughs> you know, the, the honesty is, uh, I would probably be the one eating a Krispy Kreme. She's so super healthy now. I don't. I, I'm. I'm scared at how healthy she's become. Oh. Acai, you, you, whatever that stuff is, acai uh, it looks. You know what I'm talking yeah, about? Yeah, yeah. I'll find her a nautical bowl on the way in. Yeah, yeah. She used to make fun of that, which is funny now. So now she's all healthy. And I'll just stuff my fat face with Krispy Kreme the whole way. I'm, I'm good with that. That sounds about right. I'm going to send you the address, and then, yeah, you guys will have to figure out something healthy for her. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show.
You need to know a guy for your auto repairs, legal issues, banking, and more. The same goes for investment advice. You need a guy to help you be successful, someone you can trust who gets results. Well, I got a guy for you. Josh Arnold. Josh gives you straight talk, not sugar-coated advice about your financial situation. Josh has seen it all when it comes to economic and market conditions, and Josh can make sure that your retirement objectives match your investments. Do yourself a favor and call Josh now for a no-obligation, 48-minute evaluation. You've got nothing to lose, and you'll get a different point of view for your investments. Call Josh at 952-925-5608. That is 952-925-5608. You'll be glad that you did. And tell him his, his guy, Tom, sent you. Investment services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a security investment advisor. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk. All comments and opinions are Josh Arnold's and do not constitute investment advice. Tom Bernard is a paid endorser. Uh, hi, it's Tom Bernard. My friends at Niemeyer Trailer Sales at their Albertville location just off Interstate 94 would like to extend a special offer going on now through the end of July. It's for all of our Tom Bernard Morning Show listeners. When you visit their Albertville location, mention that you heard me, Tommy B. Tell you, I'll tell you about this July-only savings opportunity on travel trailers, pick up campers. Now, you must be a qualified buyer, but here's the really, really good news. Receive up to $5,000 off the advertised price on all their new in-stock inventory. As always, terms and conditions do apply. Brands include Rockwood by Forest River, Arctic Fox by Northwood Manufacturing, Cirrus by New Camp, and more. Now is a real good time to buy and take your passion on the road with Niemeyer Trailer Sales. You can't just sit around. See my guys and gals at Niemeyer's in Albertville or peruse their current inventory at Niemeyer's.com. That's N-I-E-M-E-Y-E-R-S.com. Niemeyer's.com, up to five grand off. Yes, I did say five grand off. Sales event ends July 31st. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. It is, uh, my God, it's already 822. That is one thing, and I've said this many, many times, but this show flies by, and it's because when we have guests on, they do a really good job. I mean, AJ just ate up a half an hour of time on the, on the air, but he was very interesting. Yeah. You know? yeah, I was just shooting him a line and said, hey, thank you so much for coming on. That was one of the best over-the-phone interviews we've ever had. What we want to do is balance things out, so AJ just came on and killed it. So we wanted to reach out to somebody kind of lame that would give it balance. <laughs> you know, you go from greatness uh-huh. to kind of lame deal. Yeah. So did you guys get a hold of Jeff? We did. He's on the phone. He heard all of that. What? I didn't want him on the phone yet. <laughs> Pass, how are you doing? Yeah, well, thank you for that uh, uh, song that you used out of the break to introduce me. Uh, because every time I hear that damn song, all I can think of is more cowbell, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I need more bit. cowbell. Yeah. More cowbell. I need more yeah. cowbell. Yeah. Jeff Passolt, ladies and gentlemen, I have known Jeff since he was 17 years old. I played football with his older brother, Dave. And all of a sudden he brings a 17-year-old kid along with him. And I've known Jeff Passolt ever since uh, through the channel 11 days, through the channel 9 days, through the pass. Every time, honest to God, I looked down at the docket this morning, saw your name on there, and the first thing I thought of was the Passolt brothers, Paul Majors and me going up to your cabin. Holy oh. Hannah. Were you thinking about the golf or the extracurricular? <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you think? God, it was so, this was so horrible. Horribly wonderful. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Can you? Do you have a version of awarding the putter 
at uh, Oh, I can tell you that. Yeah, I can tell you that. Uh, this was your idea, by the way, right? Well, yeah, I came. I was I was working out in Denver, but I came back because I came back for the golf weekend every summer. Yep. And uh, so I let Tom and the other guys know, and we're all heading up there. And my brother has this friend. Uh, he's no longer with us. May he rest in peace, uh, my brother's friend. But uh, oh. when, I, when I was out uh, in Denver, I was at a restaurant. Uh, that gave me a putter. Uh, the owner came over and said, yeah, hey, uh, you know, we're just opening here. Uh, thanks, uh, what we see on TV. Uh, here, why don't you take this out of our gift shop? And it's, it's a putter. Well, uh, so I bring that back all the while <laughs> thinking that we're going to make up some concocted thing at the end of our golf outing with the 12 guys that are up there on it. And we'll give away this putter to the one guy for some made-up award you know so we get done playing and all right guys gather around okay let's divvy up the money hey one other thing you know uh i talked to a few of the guys and they thought this would be a special moment to recognize somebody who's uh, been here now three years in a row and it's been uh, really great having them and uh we just thought it was so special that we would give you this uh this putter uh, as a recognition of uh, us uh, that we'd like uh, having you around here. And it, it, I said it's, a, it's an Irish putter. You see, it looks like a shillelagh here. It's an old, old Irish Scottish putter. And uh, the guy goes, oh, thanks, and he grabs the thing. And then uh, I said, well, actually, you know, the, the Scots and the Irish folks, uh, for good luck, uh, when they have the putter uh, to make sure that they're going to make putts, they they kiss it, they lick it up and down the shaft, and da 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 da. And the guy goes, oh, and he starts doing that, and people snapping pictures of him. And then after he got done doing it, I said, well, uh, by the way, I uh, I kind of made that story up. What that really is, I got that from a Bison restaurant in Denver, and that's a stretched out bull's penis. <laughs> <laughs> The shaft of the putter was a bull pee, a real yeah, with shellac, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and all twisted. He's, it. <laughs> yeah, he, he's kissing it and everything all winning. So, <laughs> that was just one of the more tame stories. <laughs> and he's no longer with us, huh? No, no, he passed. Great guy, great guy, yeah. man. I always liked him a lot. Yeah, the he uh, down there. Yeah. He was indeed. Uh, it's one of those situations, like I said, I met Jeff playing football when he was 17 years old, and then he goes and uh, pops up on television. By the way, your brothers, man, I miss your brothers. I haven't seen your brothers in a long time. Well, uh, I see him uh, up the lake in the in the summer. Uh, sure. And then uh, Mom's still going strong, uh, so we bump into each other God. there on special occasions. So, uh yeah, but, uh, yeah, they, they they all have fond memories, too. I will tell you, your father, you mentioned Bob, your father, just a great guy. Ran the Red Owl supermarket on Franklin and Hennepin, it was, wasn't it? Uh, was, uh, yeah, Frank, Franklin Nicollet. Franklin Nicollet, yep. There yeah. you go. But we yeah. go over there. Your father had an incredible sense of humor. Yeah, I think uh, it rubbed off on all of us, and uh, I don't, ever remember him not making a joke out of something you know yep. whether whether it was a play on words or i don't ever remember him telling a joke no you know? 
Nope. But he was quick-witted, that kind of thing. So One of my favorites yeah, was, Yeah, we were too. all very lucky. Jeff and I went into the uh, the local uh, broadcasting hall of fame at the same time. And who was it? Your father that got up and made the long speech? That was my mom. That was your mom. That's right. No, I was thinking about she it. wasn't invited up. My mom says, <laughs> "Can I say something?" And I I just looked down. I go, "Oh no." <laughs> and she got a hold of the mic and she started. And then, you know, it was okay, there's the one sentence, and people are just about ready to give a little clap. And another thing, <laughs> you know, <laughs> okay, Mom, thanks, Mom. <laughs> yeah, one I, think of those the wor- I do think yeah. the world of your family, man. You've you got a great family. Now, I, have, I do well, have thanks. to ask you a question. Were you in town for Christmas this year? Or did, uh, on, yes. You know, yeah, that's what I wanted to know, because you didn't make a special trip just to show up at my deal there, I was hoping. It's like, oh, my God. I, but uh, you were in town for Christmas, right? Well, yeah, we always head home. You know, the grandkids are there, and uh, yep. like I said, yep. my mom's there, and my wife's family's up there. And uh, uh, I also was asked to come back and do that uh, that biking event. Uh, right, all right, yeah. Fortunately enough, uh, it was the last chance i got to see bud grant and chat with him for a while and yep. to be honest with you when i got done uh, emceeing that thing uh to have a guy like this say that this to you it, 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 i mean when you grow up idolizing somebody like this and then mm-hmm. you end up covering them and you know how uh, they're legendary but he came up to me and he said jeff good job and that was bud grant and i ooh. thought the day he died ooh, it just you know took my breath away because yep yeah, no question. So about I it. came back for that as well, but yeah, uh, and but I I, I wouldn't have missed the, that event uh, of yours uh, uh, for the world. So uh, that was good to catch up with folks. And in fact, I was just watching a documentary here that uh, that the Liz Collin and Bob Kroll. Uh, oh yeah, on. yeah, yep. And uh, I, uh, I, I uh, actually, you passed on her number, so I could uh, text her and let her know. Uh, uh, you know, send her best wishes and stuff. Uh, right. It's uh, it's it's good to. That was a good mix of people. It was a real eclectic group at your event. Oh, it was. No doubt yeah. about it. There, yeah. yeah, no question about it. Had a great of course, time. So, but... the one bad thing is, at my table, I got stuck with uh, with uh, Kendall and uh, Tino Latiri. So, you know. Yeah, it was Tino. I, it was. <laughs> Kendall, was, and also Paul Walzer, wasn't it? Paul Walzer was right next to me yesterday, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I so, thought so, and the David Valentini yeah. and all David, the good guys. David, yeah, yeah, we were sitting with David as well, yeah. So I thought I'd poke a little fun at Tino and Kendall when I get a chance. You know, my favorite thing of that whole deal is we're sitting there with the family, and it was just a they All my friends and advertisers and all this got together and threw me a party on December, was it 23rd, I think it was? Yeah, or 20, right 20, there. Something like that. 20th. Somewhere there. But everybody, well, the, the 19th was a Friday, so it would have been, it would have been, uh, let's see, the 20th, 21st, maybe the 22nd. 22nd? Yeah. Yeah, very good. Every single, uh, by the way, the weather was horrible. It was snowing like mad. The wind was blowing like there was no tomorrow. And every single person, but about five, I think, showed up. And the five people who didn't show up were the radio people. <laughs> what a shock. <laughs> well, you know, they were out, to, of course, they were out on very important sales calls. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm outside here, by the way, and the guy's got the gas trimmer going, so hopefully he'll get out of here fast. 
Uh, Can't hear it. Uh, yeah, okay, he finally took off. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're down here in Florida uh, for another, uh, mm, let's see, a uh, little over a month. And then we head back up to the up to the cabin up north. God, that's a, what a great place. You you said you guys still have that, that whole area? The family still yeah. own that? Yeah. God, that's yep. so great. That, uh, that, that, that will always be that way because it's been in the family now for over 120 years. And so... Jesus. It's, it's, it's sacred land, basically. Yeah. It is, no question about it. Also, another great Bob Passolt story. Where everybody's up on the roof, they're re-roofing the cabin. It's about 110 degrees up there, oh, maybe 120. Yeah. Remember and, that? Yes. It, it was just... I mean, we were dying up there. It was August, and we were re-roofing the cabin. And uh, my mom was inside, and she stuck her head out. They, Does anybody want something to drink? You know, and so the one brother, yeah, give me a Diet Coke. Uh, yeah, give me a Mountain Dew. Give me a lemonade. Give me this. My dad goes, you got any coffee? <laughs> he wants a hot cup of coffee when it's 110 degrees on the road. <laughs> he said, Dad, a hot cup of coffee. He goes, yeah, if you drink something hot, then the outside doesn't feel as hot. <laughs> God, what a great family you have, no doubt yeah. about it. That's one lucky thing. I mean, oh, God, you're very, very lucky because each brother is completely different. I mean, you guys have some similarities, but each person is their own specific person. I always like that about your brothers. I think my mom is probably uh, part of it's due to that. She's a pretty independent gal, uh, and she was our disciplinarian because my dad was at work all the time. And I think uh, she had that kind of uh, attitude that, you know, you go do what you want to do, but you better do it well and you better do it right and you better not get in trouble kind of thing. So uh, I think that's due to her. Hey, who do you think is going to win the Masters? It starts today, doesn't it? Matter of fact, it already started, didn't it? Yeah, I think so. They've got uh, clouds all day, but it is supposed to get up to like 81. Uh, and I think the chance of rain is only about 15%. But Yeah, so I, I'm rooting for Rory McIlroy. I've come to really... Uh, in, in the beginning, I wasn't crazy about the guy. I thought he had a little bit of a hot head, but now I... Yeah, yep. Yeah. Uh, so, I really like the way he plays. I didn't get to see it, and I, I can look it up online one of these days, but I haven't thought about doing that either. Was that a week or two ago when he drove a green and made a two on a par four because he drove the green yeah. from the tee? Yeah. So it was two oh, weeks geez. ago. Oh, yeah. God. Unbelievable. What? 350 yards or something? Yeah, it was 340-something. My God. And, I mean, it wasn't the wind-aided, <laughs> fluky... No, I mean, yeah, and and you know this guy—he's uh, been around a while. It isn't like he's some young buck just out of college that can bomb it. So uh, that's one of the reasons. If he can do that, because uh, although I haven't been to Augusta, uh, and uh, the one best chance I had fell through, and oh, I could tell you that story. But oh, yeah. uh, um, anyhow, I. Uh, I know there are a lot of dog legs out there and everything. And if he can hit a ball over a dog leg like he did on that 340 yard or whatever, I mean, it wasn't a true dog leg. But, you know, if a guy can hit it like that, imagine what he's going to do at Augusta. 
They can't back yeah. the, TV, the, the T's up far enough, you know? So, no, you're absolutely right about that. Uh, and then it just, it, I mean, its game is just so perfect, you know? Very few flaws. So, also I the like, greatest. I always like on the first day to see like Freddie Couples shoot a 65 or something, you know? Yeah. <laughs> the old guys, because they know the pin placements. No question about it. I, I just, I've always enjoyed watching. Well, you and I played a lot of golf over the years together. It was yeah. out at Rolling Green or what's that called now? Medina? Medina, yeah. And uh, Golden Valley we hung out at. Met yeah. a lot of good folk. Yeah. Except for Kendall. That's the one mistake we made. <laughs> yeah. No. Kendall, I, I, I don't know if he got down here this year. Usually I hear from him when we, uh, we play, but uh, I didn't hear from him this year. But, uh, I know he was recovering from surgery, so that might yeah. still be an issue. I'm not sure. but Kind of a shoulder deal or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eh, what are you going to do? So do you um, – this is a bit of a serious question, I guess, but you were a news anchor for how many years? I mean, you were a sports guy at first, then you became a news anchor, and how many years were you at? Almost, almost 25. 25, almost 25. Um. I talk about this on the air quite often now. The fact that particularly the national news lies to people every time they open their mouths just to try to get them to take one side or the other, therefore kind of creating hatred. I don't think that's a news anchor's job. Now, is it because I grew up in Minneapolis where I'm still to this day telling you? Uh, Chicago's very, very, very close, but Minneapolis-St. Paul is the best news market in the United States. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I, I. It is. I've, I've said before. I think uh, that it, it had the technological advancements. Uh, it uh, was very competitive. Uh, it had a lot of uh, talent, as they say, and still does today. Have people who go on to uh, national news and uh, get jobs there, um, and. Uh, I think there's, there's just a standard that was set long ago, uh, and everybody else has to, you know, meet up to that standard. Um, but I do think you're right in that uh, you, the thing that gets people to watch news, uh, or if it's talk radio or whatever it might be, mm-hmm. is you got to get them emotionally. And if you can get them wound up emotionally, you know, if you can get them angry about something, uh, if you can make it look like two sides are fighting, it's why they sell the National Enquirer. It, yeah. It's almost, you know, it's that kind of thing. In People Magazine. The other thing is that they, they can spend three minutes telling you something that has nothing to do with your life, but it'll still get you all wound up. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it is really, is that the most important thing of the day? You know, what's going yeah. on with this portion of society or whatever. Don't we have bigger things to fix than, you know, oh, he looked at me and uh, she crossed her eyes when I said that and made me sad. Well, I mean, you know, <laughs> come on. Yeah. I know. It's pretty amazing. Yeah. But that's that's one of the reasons I liked watching you. Paul Majors did a hell of a job. Ron Majors yeah. before him. I mean, you look all the way back to Dave Moore, and that's a name a lot of people probably don't even know anymore. But that man no. was legendary. He uh, he uh, he was captivating. Uh, he knew um, he knew how to read a story. 
It was back before the days of the teleprompter. Yep. He had acting experience, uh, so I'm sure that helped. And I was, uh, in, in one way, fortunate enough to probably do the last interview with Dave Moore before yeah, he passed. Yeah, I remember. Yep. Yeah, and uh, and he wanted to talk about everything else but news. He was a big baseball fan. Huge. Yeah. So. He was indeed. And he, and uh, ladies and gentlemen, I know I'm going back a ways here, but it's it's important to know how that used to be. There wasn't all this serious and, oh, my God, I'm everything's very serious. No. One night, it's about, I don't know, 90 degrees. It's humid as a bitch, And Dave Moore tosses it over to Bud Crailing. Uh, Dave Moore, about Bud Crailing is a weatherman at the time on Channel 4. And Dave Moore <laughs> says... So, uh, uh, Bud, do a lot of people, uh, when you walk down the street, obviously they recognize you because you're on television, do a lot of people make comments about the weather to you? And he goes, oh, yeah, it just happened on the way in today, as a matter of fact. I was walking down Nicollet Avenue, the Nicollet Mall there, and uh, somebody came by and they they recognized me. And they said to me, "Uh, Bud, is it hot enough for you? And I said, yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> that was his big story. That was, was the brilliant. big story. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bud was a nice man. You know, oh, Bud, uh, a great guy. Yep. Yeah, and plus uh, Dave Moore. Uh, I don't know why somebody hasn't tried a new version of this because there is there are enough uh, former CCO people who worked with Dave Moore briefly or certainly knew about him. And we're told the stories of his, of his lore. Uh, uh, he did not necessarily the news. What was it on Saturday nights for like ten to fifteen minutes? Yes. And they yep. they'd make fun of headlines and double entendre kind of. And it was sponsored by that King Coil mattress family. Yes. So he yep. did all the commercials live and the whole thing. And uh, you could tell he was just really enjoying himself. There's got to be some of those on the internet somewhere, you know. If yeah, people I would want think to look so. it up. Yeah. See that that is one of the problems you have growing up in Minnesota all the way back, uh, you know, to my to my generation, all the rest of it. You saw the best news you were ever going to see, and I use the example of how great it it was and still is in most cases. There are yeah. a couple of them that are pretty lame now, but I moved to New York in 1982. I think it was. And I watched the news, and I said, this news is terrible. Oh, the, the local- talent. Yeah, it's just, it's, uh, and you hear the na- the names that were made a big deal of back when I was doing sports. It was, oh, Warner Wolf. Oh, boy, what a great <laughs> He was terrible. Terrible. Guy in New York. Yeah. All he ever did was uh, his, his pitch line instead of, you know, okay, we're going to pick it up in the third period here and show you the highlights. He just go. Let's roll the videotape. Okay. Yep. So that, I mean, that was his that was his go to line. Let's roll the videotape. Okay. Good. <laughs> okay. Good. Yeah. But no, look, I, it, 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 the situation is that uh, that, and it was pretty much every channel four, five, nine, eleven. Every channel had terrific uh, news reporters and all the rest of it. I just hope that people, and I guess I keep bringing this up, because I hope people understand how good the news is in Minneapolis-St. Paul. It's the best in the country. And I think yeah, it maybe think, still, it still is. I think that has a lot to do with some of the other things you see uh, politically. Uh, yep. uh, Minnesota is usually near the top of the nation when it comes to voter turnout. Uh, yep. And that is probably an effect of people 
being well-informed on a variety of issues. I do think that uh, as much as I tried uh, when I was at Fox 9, uh, it isn't completely balanced, uh, but uh, I think it, the people, let's just say, I think they try, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, 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 I don't think they realize sometimes that they still aren't being uh, balanced the way they should be. But, you know, th- th- that's partly due to uh, the way they were educated, too, uh, because I don't think there's a, a, uh, a mass communications college in the country that the academia who are in charge would say that they are anything but uh, progressive or liberal. But, you know, that's a whole other story, too. So It is a different way to d- deliver. I, I liked it when I didn't know the political party of my news anchors. You know what I liked? Uh, here comes this guy with the blower again. I'd like him to get the hell out of <laughs> we here. We only got about a minute anyway. That's fine. Okay. Uh, well, I, I liked an election night. I'd go back to my desk, and I knew I did my job because everything's unscripted. But I knew I really did my job because the, the, the message light would be blinking. And I probably get anywhere from 15 to 20 messages at least. And half of them said, you uh, pinko commie. <laughs> and the other, <laughs> the other one said, you liberal, you know, whatever, or you conservative pain in the ass. Right. Right. And so right. you knew you did your job. You're like, you're like a referee. You know, both sides are booing you. <laughs> well, you know, I've been through that myself, so I know exactly oh, yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. But yeah, pass this summer. I gotta, we, I gotta come up and see you at the cab. We gotta play golf because I haven't played golf in six years now. So I gotta start playing again. Has it been that long? Yeah, I just have not had Boy. time to do it. A lot of well, you went through the same situation being. Yeah, I, yeah. I did not. This is my opinion, not Jeff's. I did not like the way you were treated at your last venue, and I will never get over that. You've been a dear friend for many, many years, since you were 17 years old. And I know you're, what, like 22 now? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yes. <laughs> Going on 100. No question. Uh, I hope to see you soon, Pass. Thank you so much for being yeah, on today. Be it was fun. great talking to you. Yeah, and uh, let's see if the Twins can win uh, without having uh, icicles form on their uh, the browser <laughs> their cap today. Jeez. Oh, they're playing tomorrow. They canceled the game today, and they moved it to tomorrow. Oh, they did? Okay, that's what I was that's told, why. yeah. Okay, because I don't think it's going to get over 36 up there today. Yeah, 36, uh, and 37. Then, and then uh, we've got to say for Bob Motzko and the Gophers. Oh, God, yes. Go get them. Get that uh, NCAA championship for the first time in uh, 20 years, Gopher Hockey. Uh, everybody's rooting for them, including St. Cloud, guys. <laughs> Yeah, no, exactly right, because you're a St. Cloud guy. There's no doubt about you. University of uh, St. Cloud University, I guess it was called, right? St. Cloud State, yep. St. Cloud State University, there you go. Yeah, yeah. All right, Pass, we will see you soon, pal. Thank you again. Be well, guys. Thanks. Jeff Bassel, ladies and gentlemen, legendary news anchor in the market up there. You know, I was thinking we got got to do this, too. Because uh, there's so many great people in the Channel 5 newsroom. Not just Chris Eggert. I mean, it's just a given that he's a legend, yeah, right? obviously. But we got to start inviting some of their anchors on to get a very, very nice people. Their anchors, I will tell you, Channel 5's anchors are some very, very nice people. Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, they're great. 
They are indeed, but uh, you know what a thrill that was to watch a guy do the news every night that you met when he was 17 years old, had no idea what the hell he was going to do with his life at that point, and made a decision and became a huge success at it. Isn't that great when that happens? It's just like so crazy how many people you knew young that ended up being in this market. Like It's just wild. Oh, my back is killing me from Gary. I knew yeah. you were going to say that, you, <laughs> you just, little monster. I am a little monster. It's absolutely true. There's no question about it. We have to take a break. We'll be right back. A little news, a little information. At 9 o'clock, just about uh, after the break, will be about 10 minutes away. Mr. Mike Gelfand will be in studio. Of course, at 9.20, score north, Judd Zolgad. Uh, we're... Rudy was still talking about extending his time a little bit, maybe starting next week or the week after, huh? Yeah, so he hit me up yesterday and said, hey, by the way, uh, I want to start coming in a little earlier because I don't feel like I get enough time with Tom. And I said, absolutely, my man. That guy's, uh, that guy's a winner. I like having him on the air, for sure. No, he told me what you said was, I spend too much time with him. That's what you said. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. We're going to yeah. cut it down. You get seven seconds with him. Make it quick. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's exactly it. But No, I do, I, I, and I hope it shows. I love Jeff Passold, his whole family, known him for his whole life, basically. His brother Dave was a friend before I knew Jeff. But looking back at all the people, the Paul Majors of the world and Jeff Passolt and obviously Frank Vassalero, could he? Could Frank be any nicer guy? We were all in such a good mood when Frank came oh, yeah. in. Like, he's just lovely. I think it's a good thing for people to know that news anchors, like Dave Moore, made it very obvious on the news. You guys are not old enough to remember him. But he was maybe the best newscaster I've ever seen because he could be serious when it was necessary, but lighthearted when that was necessary. He he carried all the qualities needed, uh, maybe the best of all time, and he may have been the one that set the precedent, no question. Mm-hmm. I know that Dave was offered the CBS Evening News job before Walter Cronkite was, but he turned it down. This is the best of the Tom Bernard Morning Show. 